guys, welcome back to the Building Blocks of Business, a podcast show where we dive in and explore various aspects of the business world. This show is brought to you by ESL and ITK. I am your host, Parth Mittal, VTech student at ITK. Today, you're listening to the very first episode of Season 3, LinkedIn Top Voices, a season which introduces you to entrepreneurs who have not only built successful startups, but have also created magic with their words and wisdom. In today's conversation, I have a very special guest with me. She's the founder and CEO of Kulkanya, which is building a community of self-reliant women by empowering them to build careers they love. She was also nominated as one of India's LinkedIn Top Voices 2020 with over 8,000 followers on LinkedIn and 120,000 plus followers on Kulkanya's Instagram. Standing by the hashtag, raise your power. The very cool, the very inspiring. One Chicago Inca. Honor having you on the show, ma'am. Hi, Parth. Lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me today. So we're talking everything from entrepreneurship to content to business, and I'm super excited to start. Me too. Let's dive in. All right. So firstly, uh, could you take us through the journey of building Cool Kanya from the ideation to understanding the market and to launching the product? So... Uh... Honestly, like, so we, it's been a pretty long journey, although it's just been two years, um, just in terms of learning. So I would say um, mid-2019, um, I was working in a sanitary pad company and um, I was going, um, we were in a meeting and we were looking at how to redevelop the sanitary pad. And when I was there in the meeting, I looked around the room and I realized that all of them were men, all the people in that room were men. And that's when I started asking myself the question as to where are the women in the room? Why aren't there enough women in the room? And how can we have more women in the room, right? Um, if there aren't enough women creating a sanitary pad, which is largely a product, which is a product worn by right. women, right. what is for other products? Uh, why are women leaving the workforce, right? So these are the kind of questions that came into my mind, which led to um, a research project that I took up where I went to Bangalore, Delhi, Hyderabad, just to sort of understand where, you know, spoke to women from different age groups, different backgrounds, um, moms, or people, even young people entering the workforce, trying to understand why, you know, what, you know, even things like what motivates them to work or if people have left work, why did they leave work? What would what changes would they have wanted if they didn't want to leave work? Right, if they wouldn't have, if they, you know, for them to stay in uh, work, for instance. Right. So first was a research project, followed by then starting content. So I created a very easy WordPress site just to sort of understand, you know, how what users are looking for or what organic traffic am I getting? What blog topics are working? Right. Um, Then obviously starting off a little bit with Instagram. And then what I saw when I what I tried to do was um, create company scores because I wanted users to have visibility and transparency into understanding what companies are offering them, right? Um, and then eventually give them jobs. But there was a pivot there because when I started speaking to companies, they said we need users first. They would want to know what is the user base like on the community uh, before giving jobs. So then right. I started creating the community. Um, so that's where the Kulkanya community came about. Then post the Kulkanya community, uh, we launched learning, right? And now we're launching the job board and our company scores again. So I think it's been a lot of pivoting, a lot of understanding both the demand side and the supply side. 
and then creating the product. And I would say we're still moving, we're still pivoting, we're still understanding, learning, changing. So yeah. So like you mentioned about pivoting, uh, how do you understand when to pivot and like what's the right time? I think it's data part largely, right? You can't make any decision without data. So even if you, I think one thing that we do is we first go ahead with MVPs or pilots, um, see how the pilots do before then going down and, you know, asking more people to be involved in the project and then building up the project, right? Making little small pilots, seeing how the pilots are doing. Even small things like, so for example, if I'm developing a learning on a topic and I'm not sure about the topic, but maybe a speaking to the users or even doing something like an Instagram live, right? Which right. is on a product that already exists, zero investment, getting someone of that topic, seeing what the interest is like, seeing the quality of questions. Okay, if there is interest around this topic, there may be value in creating more around this topic, right? So I think one thing, um, deciding what decides pivots are largely, um, I would say data, data, data. You have to make data-driven decisions in today's world. And um, a little bit of gut as well, right. because if you've been in this industry for one, one and a half years, you sort of have um, the pulse of what the users are looking for or what they need. And then you pivot accordingly or change your plan product accordingly. Okay. So just for the listener's context, Vanchika ma'am is the daughter of the Goenkas running the Wellspring yeah. group. So ma'am, like, despite coming from a family that's running one of India's largest business conglomerates, what made you start your own company? I mean, yeah, you have delved into the ideation and stuff, but where was that point where you're like, I can do this or I should be doing this? Um, so I think it's passion, right? Like I've seen both my parents creating a product from scratch. So part of that entrepreneur bug is still in me. Right. And that's when I, uh, you know, at some point I was like, I want to build something and I want to do something of my own because I think when you're the learning there, the curve is very steep as well. You get to learn a lot when you're building right. something from scratch ground up. Um, having said that, um, the reason why I chose to do Cool Kanya rather than Valspan at this point is um, A, because of passion. I love what I do. I wanted to always do something in the space for women. And um, and that's the reason why I started this. I didn't know what one and a half, two years ago that I would still do it for two years. It was more like, let's say, I want to see if I get scale with this. And it's a continuous process. I'm going to continuously working at it. But having said that, at some point, I will potentially join my parents. I don't know when, um, but that is also part of me. And that is also part of my passions so i will probably do that i don't know when but i want to make sure i see cool kanya th through and take it to the next level so like things this journey uh what are two things that you have seen a founder should do and founder should not be doing two things each um so i think um one thing a founder should not do is doubt herself or himself another thing a founder should not do is be indecisive uh both of which i've done <laughs> before and I've learned. Um, founders should do is um, get the best people, um, invest in people. And um, what else a founder should do is be comfortable with failing. So just to add on, uh, this is actually from one of your LinkedIn posts itself. And you mentioned about uh, micromanaging. So I think that also so a founder shouldn't be doing, right? Yeah, and I've done that. I've read in my LinkedIn post. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before building Cool Kanya, you were at Brown University, which is yes. an Ivy League college. So how do you think the Ivy League education has uh, helped you? And what would have you missed without that? 
Um, so I think Brown in itself has taught me a lot. Um, I think more than just the education system, it is, you know, speaking to people from different cultures, exposure. Um, largely, Brown is also part of different organizations where, you know, you take charge, you pull things through. So again, leadership skills come in. But I would say if there's that one thing that, um, you know, Brown University has taught me is how to structure my thoughts coherently mm. and how to write them out and express myself. Mm. Um, because I studied political science, which is not even close to what I'm doing. But the main takeaway from was, you know, taking large chunks of information, processing them and presenting them in a way that I, that is useful and coherent. And that really is helpful today, even with, you know, users or even with communicating to investors, you know, taking the data, what are the inferences, what are the takeaways, can I communicate that um, in the best way possible? Amazing. So uh, let's talk about a little bit about content. Being nominated for LinkedIn Top Voice this 2020, I have two questions for you. Uh, firstly, how did you get to achieving that? And second, how has it impacted your company and professional life? But I honestly wish I could tell you I had a plan. There was it was on it was a challenge to myself that I'm very shy of being on video, or I I was I was just a little skeptical because I would judge myself a lot. So I put myself a challenge that I want to record two three minutes of a topic or a conversation weekly and put it up on LinkedIn. And now does it? No, I didn't know LinkedIn top voices existed until they wrote to me to be honest, right? So I would just write one post a day and one video a week. And that's about it. There was no plan. There was no um, strategy per se behind it. It was just that. Now and it doesn't yeah. look like it's beautiful content and you're like confidently speaking. And <laughs> but I think one, um, one thing that happened with that and as a result of that, which was great, was that uh, people started, a lot of inbound leads start coming in. Um, you know, so that's been great as a result of LinkedIn top voice. So uh, going from LinkedIn to Instagram now, uh, Cool Kanya has a very quirky, fun, yet a very educational Instagram page. So since the rise of the digital economy, everybody wants to be a content creator. So what are a few things that you would like to tell someone who's looking to start? Um, one thing uh, on Instagram that I would say when you're looking to start is uh, define very clearly what you are and who you are. Today, so for example, even if you take something like Ulganya, platform for careers, there are hundreds, more than hundreds of platforms out there, right? right? But you need to be very clear about what is my tone of voice on this platform? What is mm. my USP, right? And a third thing that also adds a lot of value is the branding mm. aspect of things, right? Um, mm. The color tones, things like that, because Instagram as a handle is very visual. Um, right. So whatever we communicate has to be uniform, both visually as well as in terms of tone, voice, things like that. Another thing I would say for a platform like Instagram is it's important for you to stay on top of trends because that's how the algorithm works. So no, so for example, reels are trending, use reels. Which music on reels are trending, know that. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, data is the queen. Um, so make sure you know data, what is working, what is not. Um, so, yeah. Great. In one of the places I'd read that you have a keen interest in the power of empathy in product design. Could you expand on that? So I think empathy is really important, even in product design. Uh, when you think of creating a product um, to improve the user experience, right? Like right from what is the product going to solve, like re defining what is the problem we're solving. 
right? Uh, what can I learn about the user, right? So like before that, before I start creating my product, what can I learn about the user? Once a user uses the product, how do I want the user to feel? How do I want the user to engage with the product? How do I want the user to act, right? A lot of that's when I say when you're designing the product, you need empathy becomes a key key cornerstone, right? Because um, we did things like empathy mapping. You know, mm-hmm. what is the user saying right now? What do we want the user to say about the product? What is the user thinking right now? What do we want the user to think after the product? What how what is the user feeling right now? What do we want the user to feel after using the product? What is the user doing right now? What you know what what do we want the user to do? So both it's about finding what the user does in general and where do we want to take them and then building those kind of actions. Um, think you know maybe write things, positions of uh, things um, in the user interface, um, the user experience um, around this empathy map. So that's why I say empathy is very important when creating a product. So since your platform is a very women-centric platform, do you think empathy plays much more important role in such a business? Definitely. Um, I would I would say in any business today, I think even mm. as leaders, empathy is very important. You need to be able to empathize with not only your user, but also your team member. I think empathy is very important. Um, I would not say particularly only for Cool Kanya. Yes, probably a little more important. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's the world of, it should be the norm for every product, every company today, really. Yeah. Right. right. So since you work with a lot of women, uh, could you tell us about one or two stories which have you know really impacted you? And also how has school Kanya changed you as a person? Okay. Um, so I think one story that I remember, and I've said this a lot because it stuck with me it's from earlier the early days of school Kanya, where we were just a community and this woman had left her work and um, she was a consultant and she left work because she had a she had a son. And five years later, she'd still not gone back to work. And um, she she said this story where her son came up to her and was just like, you know, mom, um, how you get pocket money is exactly how I get pocket money. So he was so, sort of, he was just like, you pocket money, milta hai, mujhe bhi pocket money milta hai. right? And she felt really demeaned at that point that, you know, I'm not earning my own living to the fact that, you know, the son who I left work for is coming and telling me this, right? So uh, as school Kanya, we actually helped her set up her own marketing business. Wow. Um, you know, so those that's one story which I think resonates a lot. Like another, we have a lot of stories on confidence building. Um, that Cool Kanya has helped a lot of women build their confidence up again. Uh, whether they're just starting their jobs or whether they've left their jobs, right? Like I think one thing which women in general, it's uh, it's a known fact, and even in data, that women struggle with lower self confidence. So that's something uh, yeah. you know, speaking, coaching, those are things that we really work on, and we've seen a change in that. Right. Just to add on, I mean, there's actually a study on this that if a woman is like uh, eight out of uh, in her capabilities, if she's like eight out of ten, she would rate her six, and a guy would rate her like eleven out of ten. You know. That's what you see in resumes. Um, so oh. if you see resumes, women would only apply to jobs if they meet hundred or hundred of the criteria. But men are more likely to apply even if they meet seventy percent of the criteria. Right. Right. So then, like that whole issue of like, okay, I'm not that good enough. I need to meet everything on the job description before I even apply. Right. Um, so that is something we keep experiencing. Okay. Okay. I learned a lot till now and it's been pretty fun. Now let's move on to a new session that we have introduced. That is the rapid fire round. So I'll be asking you a few questions and you don't have to think much. You just have to say this or that. Right. Okay. So let's start. Uh, funding or bootstrap? Bootstrap. Family or business? 
business angel or venture um venture fame or money both <laughs> i know you can say for <laughs> money small team or large team efficient team okay small team okay fresh or experienced um experience premium or paid premium dancing or weightlifting oh <laughs> dancing okay yeah. please check out uh, dances on instagram i'll link out beautiful oh. okay <laughs> online shopping or shopping in a store online shopping some some of the best books or podcasts um i would say phil nine's book on nike for sure zappos delivering customer experience um then what else i love reading but um right now i'm reading something by vex king which is a little more spiritual so i don't think that will resonate with people um uh, but yeah i would say i think zappos delivering customer experience even netflix's book recently the second one um by reed hastings is really good as well for people who are looking to get into um looking to either run a business or even are working elsewhere um and um phil knight's book on nike that's one of my all time favorites i remember crying at the end of the book so wow. it's like i love books which are you know which are autobiographies or biographies have a lesson in it and also talk about work and business so yeah if i gave you a time machine to go back in the past and do anything what would it be go back to college <laughs> okay and and really that uh, uh, whole thing or would you like to change something just experience it just experience it again it was the best 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 time so at the end what would be a message for college students or 20 year old vanchika i think um maybe just to myself um i would tell myself believe in yourself more you don't need to have everything on your resume to succeed you can still learn and the experience is the best teacher Uh, it's been a great conversation ma'am uh, thank you so much for your insights on your very inspiring entrepreneurial path and for taking out time for this to happen by sharing a journey with our listeners i am very sure that you've inspired many including me and with that we come to the end of today's episode thank you for patiently listening i hope you took away something valuable from today's episode of the building blocks of business until next time stay home and stay safe thank you for having me